Now, I know this sounds ridiculous, but I think I'm going to start every show with these thoughts that I have now and again. And every now and again, I mean, and by now and again, I, I probably mean four to five times a day. I have these thoughts in my head that I just, I wish that um, somebody was in my head to talk to me about these thoughts, if that makes sense. And it's not necessarily that I want to, like, talk about them and, like, say them out loud. I just wish that, like, somebody else was hearing me think about it, if that makes sense. Because, uh, to me, it's like, you know, some pretty moving stuff. And uh, I know that that probably sounds absolutely off the wall, but I think we're all kind of off the wall here in um, in this quarantine. So, today's thought. Is there anything more disappointing than when you have a snack that you've recently discovered? And, I mean, we all try new things, and we all, you know, every once in a while you come across that snack... That's just like it for you. It's like, wow, this is great. And so you, you, you try it new for the first time. And then you go back to the grocery store. to, to And you're just thinking, like, I'm going to buy all of them. Like, whatever they have, I'm going to buy. Because I'm taking these home. And I'm, you know, like, I'm never going to stop eating these. And then you go back to the grocery store. And they no longer have it in stock. And now you're just like, wow. I had this new snack that I thought was going to change my life. It was going to change the way I looked at eating for the rest of time. And now, where will I ever get it again? That happened to me today. I've been eating a lot of the Oreo Thins lately. Um, I know a lot of you are probably into like the mega stuff, ultra stuff, most stuff, whatever. I'm into the littlest stuff. I, I, I like a little bit of Oreo cream, but to me it's more about the cookies. And they still have the Oreo Thins, but I've recently discovered the pistachio ones. And those, that, uh, I can't even explain to you how good the pistachio Oreo cream thin is. It's just to die for. And I have gone through a couple of packs, very, very fast, uh, faster than I would like to admit. Um, but, but not so fast that, you know, I'm ashamed of it or anything. I mean, it, it, we're not talking about just an hour or two. Like, this is, it was a couple of days at least. But now there's no more at the grocery store. And I don't know where I'll ever get them again. So those are the kind of thoughts that I have sometimes. I'm really excited about... Uh what we got going on on the broadcast today. We're bringing on somebody who means the world to me. Um, she's done so much for me, both you know professionally and just as a person. Um, she's been the principal of our school for a long time. Don't know exactly how many years we'll have to ask. Um, and she's just. She hired me right out of college. She's she's always trusted me to do my job and has been nothing but supportive to me. And uh, I definitely couldn't um, function the way that I do and be so comfortable uh, just being myself if it wasn't for um, Kathy Nickleby. And um, 
it's honestly such a pleasure to uh, be able to talk to her in this capacity and, and give her a different outlet to talk to you students um, in these difficult times. So we're going to bring on Kathy and, um, you know, talk to her about some of some of the events and uh, some things in life and uh, hopefully have a good time. Mr. Bacon, are you there? I am. How are, 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 how are you doing, Kathy? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm fabulous. How neat is this? Like, it's, we're in the app and everything's rolling and uh, this, is, this is awesome. Um, it's really awesome. Yeah. I love that you've started a podcast. Oh, well, I appreciate that. I, I definitely do. I think the first thing that's worth noting, Kathy, is how differently we prepare for things. Because, <laughs> um, well, like last night, I'm in the Dairy Queen parking lot just waiting to drive up and get my food and I put together just like a short um, Google Doc about the things that I wanted to talk to you about and then once I sent it to you it it has changed into a different document now. Well? I think think that's important to note uh, for for the listeners and the students uh, if if you want to be you know like a higher level admin preparation is key. And I want to make sure there's so much that I want to be able to talk about today. And I didn't want to miss anything. And I know sometimes when I'm talking with people, I go off on tangents in different directions. And there's just some things that from my heart, I I want our students, staff, families to hear. Well, and that's something that's not really in my skill set is to stop those tangents, because I will come right along with you and I will probably lead some myself. So I definitely understand that. So it'll be okay if we go off script that, uh, or not, or on notes? Perfect. No, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's almost encouraged. Um, But so already in in this short little episode, I have talked about my go-to snack, which is, um, so you know the Oreo Thins? Yes. They they had a new pistachio cream, Oreo Thin, and I was really hitting those hard for a while, but now my grocery store is out of them, and I'm kind of beside myself. So I tried the mint ones instead. I haven't opened them yet, but uh, hopefully they're still good. But what is your go-to snack, Miss Nickleby? Oh, I've got so many. And I was thinking about this when yeah. you were talking about the Dairy Queen. And mm-hmm. I've got so many things at the Dairy Queen I like. But if I had to pick one go-to snack, it's going to be the really fresh Ellsworth cheese curds from Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Picking them right up from Ellsworth once oh. they're made. Yeah. And, and they're all squeaky. when you're Very you know, squeaky. Mm-hmm. Now, and sometimes, what? oh, you go ahead. Yeah, sometimes Mr. Bacon or Kale, I don't know how, what you want me to call you on this. You can call, you can call me Kale. Good. Sometimes at a local grocery store, fresh, right. but if I bring them home, put them in the microwave for yep. seven seconds, it's pretty darn good. Seven seconds, that's the key? Yeah, Two, okay. more than seven seconds, they start melting. Okay. Less than seven seconds, they just... They're, they're not soft enough yet. Okay. Have you ever microwaved a glazer donut for seven seconds? No. Like quick trip? I would recommend no. that too. Yeah. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't like melt the glaze super a lot, but it makes it, I mean, it changes the game when you eat the glazer. So I think you should try that sometime if you, if you enjoy glazers. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. That'll be next time I go out and about and I'm at a quick trip, I'll pick, yeah. up, I'll pick one up. Yeah, I would, I would try that. But so it, getting, oh, sorry, go ahead. 
Is it better to let it sit for a couple days before I put it in the microwave, or should I microwave it the day that I pick no. it up? No, I, I, I think you microwave it right away. Okay. That's, what, that's what I do anyways. Okay, cool. Um, but so, so getting into it, um, this distance learning, uh, it, it's, it's different than anything that we've ever been uh, forced with or forced to, to do before. So uh, how is that experience going for you? Wow. It's really, it's, it's something I never thought I'd see in my career. I'm so impressed with all the planning, all the things that the, the high school has put together, the work the teachers have done, the work everybody has done, the students reaching out. The thing I have to tell you, though, is I'm a little bit concerned because when I walk into the high school, I go in one or two days a week. It's mm-hmm. so quiet. It's so empty. It's really sad. And, yeah, I got, I got that impression when I was in there as well. Yeah, and I mean, the, the reason we all go in to education is because of the students, the kids. And, yes. you know, I can, I can do all the phone calls, the distance Zooms, uh, Google meets with students or other staff, but it's not the same as that face-to-face conversation. So I guess for me, distance learning, I have some times that I get a little bit sad. Absolutely. Because I'm not seeing people. Yes, I totally agree with you there. Yeah, uh, and I keep telling myself when I'm feeling a little blue that this is going to make education better for the future. I I think good things really will come from this, Kale. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree. Uh, I I don't think that the world will ever be the same now, Um, especially education, uh, just because we've had a lot of teachers and a lot of uh, programs had, they've, they've had to switch up how they're doing things. And I think that even when we go back, um, some, some people will probably keep some of, some of the tricks that they've learned with this. So I think that's really going to change the way that we do business. I sure hope so. I, I have a lot of hope about the future of education. Absolutely. I, I really do. And the other thing that helps me sometimes when I'm feeling a little bit lonely, there's a, video that our district put together. It's called Rock and Clay. I think you've watched it, right? Yes, I have seen that. Um, so it's, it's part of a, an initiative that, that was sent over from Embolden U from uh, Washington County, correct? Yeah. And then I believe it was Alice who put together the, the video. Um, and it's, yeah, it is, it's moving. And Joyce has linked it to our webpage. So if anybody listening to this wanted to watch it, it's like two and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's it's got some good music in the background, and it's got a really strong message. And so I probably watch that at least once a day. Yeah. No, I think that that's important. I think uh, mental health and, uh, you know, so often when we're out in the real world and, you know, when the world is spinning and we're doing things, we, we forget to take time for ourselves and kind of um, relax. And hopefully that's something that we can all learn through this experience, too is how important that is because I think it's easier to remind yourself to do it when you're at home, mm-hmm. but it's also, there's also times when it's pretty easy to forget while you're at home or all of a sudden it's three o'clock and you've been jumping video to video all day and you, you, you haven't, I mean, I haven't eaten lunch yet. Like, you know, I, 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 that happened to me on Monday. I didn't eat lunch until like four o'clock. <laughs> so then you don't um, eat dinner. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, so you just eat a light, late lunch and then uh, have a, a late dinner too. Yeah. So, but it's, I think, yeah, mental health and staying on top of those things uh, is a priority right now. And I hope that uh, that's something that we can take away from this as well. And, and I, 
the thing I also appreciate is in the meetings that I have with other teachers, staff members from the high school, we always ask how each other are doing. And at many of those meetings, we have a little one to 10 check-in and we'll just mm -hmm. go around before we even start the meetings. And you've been a part of some of these, Kale, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. I know exactly uh, what you're talking about. You know, there's sometimes you feel like a nine with 10 mm -hmm. being the best day ever. And sometimes you feel like a four or five. And to be able to communicate that to the people I care about and to hear where they're at, uh, that's a, that's reassuring to me. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. That that helps. Uh, even if, uh, and I, we do that in some of our meetings uh, in, in real life too, but I think it's even more important uh, to do it on the video calls because, you know, we're all, we're all bringing something different to the table. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, You've announced some pretty exciting news recently. Well, it's, I did. And yes. it's very different right now than it was when I made the decision. So for a couple of years now, people have been starting to ask me when I'm going to retire. And I'm thinking, mm -hmm. what? 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 I retire. And so I think about it, and I never really knew when the time was right. This mm -hmm. last year, I had some big life events. My mom, 93 years old, passed away in the end of October. Well, we're, we're all sorry to hear that. Yeah. And then my husband's mother passed away in the end of January. And so it gave us a little bit of a conversation starter about, you know, what's the next chapter in our lives together and with our family. And it felt like it was the right time. And so on March 30th, no, excuse me, March 3rd, I told the high school staff that this was going to be my last year and I was retiring on June 30th. Yeah. And so I remember that um, it was not, I was happy for you, but it's not, it was still isn't a happy day for me personally. Sorry. Uh, but so what comes next for principal Nickleby so after retirement? The plan that I had on March 3rd is still somewhat in place but it's changed a little bit. Last fall, we bought a cabin, Northwestern Wisconsin. I don't know if you know where Hayward and Spooner and all those towns are, but- the, um, Hayward, that's the big skiing. It is. The big skiing race is Hayward, right? Which I- I remember what it's called though. It, that's the Berkabiner. And for the first time, I went to the Berkabiner with my daughters and son-in-laws and grandchildren and husband and I skied along in the Barna Berkey which is for children I think it's maybe 10 or 11 and under and the kids did you, the kids did you know that you're not 10 or 11 or under but here's the thing because I have three-year-old grandchildren and five-year-old oh. grandchildren that participated in the Barna Berkey they need okay. to go with to make sure that everything sure. was good. So my, I'm on my skis, I've got my poles, and my message to myself was do not run over a five-year-old. And I didn't, it was great. <laughs> you ran over a three-year-old. Or a three-year-old. We had so much fun at the town of Hayward. It just came alive and oh my yeah. gosh, th there were so many people there. I, I couldn't even estimate a number. Yeah. It, those types of events are so fun when there's just a lot of people that come together for yeah. something that they love yeah. and they're passionate about. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, that's tremendous. And it's really cool because these two daughters that I have, uh, one of them mm -hmm. lives up by Rice Lake, Wisconsin. So sure. we're, we're moving up to our cabin that we bought and we're going to sell our current oh. home. And so 
my daughter who graduated from Mamida in 97, her husband and their mm-hmm. four boys, they have four little boys. I guess they're oh, not all that's, that that's, the, the oldest, that's my family dynamic. Yeah, the oldest is going to be 10 this July. And then okay. my daughter, who lives out in the northwestern corner of North Dakota, and her three daughters came mm-hmm. to be in the barn of Berkey, too. So all oh. of us were up at our cabin, and we got to spend some great time together. That's There's going to be more family time coming forward after June 30th with, with my daughters, my grandkids, my son-in-laws, my husband, sisters. That's, that's important. Yep. I envision uh, campfires. I envision mm-hmm. hanging out on the water. My husband and I like to golf a lot. I like to mm-hmm. read. I'll probably read more uh, things about, you know, more fiction rather than all the professional mm-hmm. things I right. read now about education and learning and students and being a principal. Yeah. yeah. So going back to what you said about golf, do you find golf to be a relaxing game, Kathy? Some days and some days not. Some days. Yeah. No, I um, I just – I, I use golf as an analogy a lot as in terms of, um, you know, I think golf is great. It, it's kind of like life because we're all trying to go to the same place. Right. Um, but everybody has a different way of getting there. Uh, but when it comes to golf, I don't find it relaxing personally. I've actually broken a few golf clubs in my life, Kathy, and only one of them was an accident. Um, I I'm, I'm very competitive and I, if I miss an easy putt, there's a decent chance that my putter isn't going to make it through. Uh, I can't believe I just said that. Does your uh, putter publicly, go but... flying in the air? Once, yeah, once it did. Uh, once, have you ever seen the video of Bo Jackson when he strikes out and he breaks a baseball bat over his knee? No. Uh, well, that happened, and I once wanted to see if I could do it with a putter, and I could. Oh, I could. <laughs> uh, that had to leave a mark. Yeah. And then it, it, it wasn't as bad as you'd anticipate. That was like, I, I was pretty young yet. So I was using like the youth set of clubs. Mm. Um, but I, I, if it, it probably won't surprise you to hear that I don't golf much anymore. Well, here's what I found is when I golf and it's not competitive, it's just with friends. I golf better. Yeah. I have more mm-hmm. fun. When I know that there's something at stake, because my husband and I have been the co-ed league club champions where we golf for like for four years in a row and last year we came in second and I didn't like oh, that yeah, I didn't I like know, it I can't imagine that you did yeah but it's fun and I have to give all the credit to my husband he's a great really really good golfer wow well I did not know that you were such a good team uh golfing wise that's that's impressive I see what you said about playing for fun with your friends um I'm lucky enough to have a group of friends where something like that could never happen because we don't do anything for fun. It's uh, there's, there's competition wherever we go. And maybe that's just a, a boy thing. I don't know, but it's the, the those guys have a, a tendency to bring out the worst in me. Uh, see, I, com- <laughs> I like some competition, but not athlete. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at the athletic competition, but in other areas, um, I get, I can get a little com- competitive. Sure. Yeah, no, I totally. But I want to go back to you and somehow your golf clubs, maybe, you know, breaking over a leg or flying through the air on a trajectory. 
One thing I learned a long time ago when I do get frustrated, that is if I speak in a loud tone and use words that I regret using, or if I, I throw something or if I do something that, it only draws attention to me and then everybody on the golf course knows that I didn't like what I just did. Yeah, well, and so I, like I said, I don't golf much. So I, I guess I've never really been at a golf course where I even like know people that well. So um, I, I don't, I don't necessarily think about things like that. And I, you know, everybody thinks that Mr. Bacon is a pretty laid back and relaxed individual, which I am nine times out of 10. But um, there's, there's moments in competition when I, I don't think about things like that, unfortunately, but I have gotten better since my younger years, but um, the, the, the competitive nature of Mr. Bacon, I mean, the football players know. Yeah. Uh, I, I can get I can get very competitive. Well, I'd like to extend uh, but, you an invitation to come golfing this summer, oof. and we're just gonna have fun. All right, I think that actually sounds like a great idea. I um I don't know if I have enough golf balls right now. I think I probably only have a couple dozen, and I can I can blow through those in the first hole or two. I got so. you covered there. We um, live on a golf course, and one of the things we do oh, in sure. our spare time is go and find golf balls. We have hundreds. Let's round hundreds. them up. Okay. Excellent. Well, yeah, absolutely. I think that sounds like a great. Okay, time we're doing it. Um, okay, awesome. I, I would, I would love that. But uh, let, let, let's get back to the. All right. Now. See so, those those tangents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what. That's we're all right. But so so how has education changed since you started okay. in the game? That's Kathy? pretty funny. What well, I started teaching in 1993 up in Rice Lake, Wisconsin. I was, I, I was born in '94. You're funny. I can, I remember, uh, what year was it? It would have been maybe 2000, I don't remember, but a couple years ago when we were getting ready for a commencement ceremony, I said to the seniors at the time, I said that I started teaching in Matamidi in 1995, and they let me know that they weren't even born then. Yeah, <laughs> so, I can imagine. Yep. So that, that's cool. 93, I started teaching up in Rice Lake, Wisconsin. There were no phones in the classrooms. There were there was one Apple II computer, if you know anything. That was one of the first computers that came out that we would share yeah. pretty much among all the staff. Grading was recorded in a little red book with a uh, with the head of a metal. Oh, I can't think of the name that it's bound with metal like a curly cute yeah. thing. That's how we kept all that. I can see what yeah. you're saying. Kept all that information. Uh, communication to families was mail with a stamp on it. Stamps were probably about 15 wow. cents at the time, by the way. Yeah, that's okay. lots of stuff. We were teachers. We were the ones that felt like we had the answers, right? We had gone to college. We, yeah. I had my physics degree. I had my chemistry degree chemistry degree i could mm -hmm. tell you the diatomic atoms about the periodic table kids students don't need that now they have oh, access no. to anything that you would ever want to know about the periodic table more than i will ever know about the periodic table in my whole lifetime so even though we have phones in every classroom there's computers there's chromebooks there's technology my gosh could you imagine this distance learning Five years ago, it, it wouldn't be happening like it's happening right now. Uh, no, uh, no, school would just be yeah. canceled. So probably. teachers, I mean, I can't, yeah, teachers aren't the keeper of the information anymore, and they're 
finding really creative ways to help students advocate and find their learning to be, you know, to be the, um, the ones in charge of what they're learning. So the, even though we've got all the change in technology, the biggest way mm -hmm. is in the way, the biggest difference is how learning has changed. Sure. Sure. You know, it's. That's, so I'm going to, I'm going to go back to something because I can't even fathom this. Like I can't, it literally, I don't know how you could do it. There was no phones in Correct. the classroom. So what if, you know, you had a child in your classroom that uh, was acting out and needed to be removed? You would escort that child to the place they needed to go. And if you needed to get a hold of their parents, you would share one phone on the floor. So I was in Rice Lake. I was up on the second or third floor, and it was all science. So the science department, we all mm -hmm. shared one phone. When I moved to Matamidi, the only place, we didn't even have the second story on the North End in 95. But I, yeah, what? I know. There's been lots of remodeling. I didn't know that. But I, my science classroom was an old remodeled recycling room. And it was now, okay. science department still is, but social studies was where math is. And there was a teacher named Mr. Okay. Skunce. And he had an office, all the social studies teachers had an office, and there was one phone there that we all shared. Oh, mm -hmm. wow. Yeah, crazy, right? That's, that's, that is, that is. No emails. Idea. Yeah, wow. That's, um, I can't, I can't even imagine. Like, I deal with so many emails every day. Like, what, what, what would my job look like? I, that's interesting to me. But I want to tell you but, what So what hasn't changed? changed? Yeah, what hasn't changed? That all of the people that I get to work with, we know that kids, students, they, they still have a basic human need to be loved, cared for, and wanted. And that's one of the things I'm really proud about Matamidi High School is because I get to work with people who know that and who really care about our kids, mm -hmm. you being one of them. Well, I, I certainly try my best, but um, we, yeah, you're right. We have a, a wonderful yeah. team for, for caring. And I also students. know that every student wakes up in the morning and wants to do their best that day, regardless, regardless of what challenges come their way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nobody, nobody um, wants to deal with the struggles that go along with right. struggling, I guess, um, and uh, yeah, everybody wants to be successful. And, and I and I, uh, I, I, and I that get well. that we have to feel uncomfortable and we have to have challenges so that we can continue to grow and be better people. But it's not always very easy. Correct. No, no, it's yeah, well, if it was easy, then um, everybody would yeah. do it. Right. I, I mean, it, it's kind of like I, I always compare it to weightlifting um, in order to become stronger physically. You have to break those muscles down first, and that, but that's a hard yeah. process. It's very labor-intensive. It hurts. Um, sometimes it's scary. And it's the very same thing with life. Uh, the things that grow us oftentimes, they, they will break us down first so that we can rebuild yeah. stronger. Um, and that's, that's what's hard to remember, especially in these times when we are all being broken down, but uh, we will emerge stronger. Yeah.
I think that's uh, an important thing to to um, remember. And that kind of that kind of transitions us into our next question, which um, uh, there's a lot of changes happening in the world. The, the students are uh, going through a lot of changes, and I had a student ask me on Instagram uh, how how to deal with those changes. And do you do you have any uh, comments? Oh my gosh, Kale, I got lots <laughs> of comment on that because I know that everybody everybody Perfect. has a story. And I'm going to tell you, this whole deal with the COVID-19 has really changed how I'm going to finish my career at Matamidae. And, you know, as the principal, you're probably going to hear me get a little emotional in some of this, because this is the kind of stuff that, that it's um, um, hard, you know? Yeah. I never, yeah. I never wanted the challenges for the students or the teachers or the staff at Matamidae. I, I, I never imagined that... I wasn't going to be there, I, that I might not see some students again, that I might not see some staff members again. And I, I know that we've got more changes ahead and we've got to acknowledge that things have changed forever. You know, it's like I said earlier, yeah. it's been so quiet and empty. Um, I know sometimes I feel like my dreams for the remainder of the year and, you know, the celebrating with the students, whether it's you know, whatever we've done all the way up to commencement, it, it's going to be different. And there's so many questions and there's not answers to all of them. But you know what I'm going to promise you, Kale? We're going to find What's some that? new creative ways to be a high school family. Uh, and I can make yeah. that promise because I have been through a lot of change and a lot of plans that I had in my life didn't happen. But my life's really good because of the changes and the different roads. So do you want to hear about some stuff I was thinking I would, about? Yes. All right, I'm gonna. Absolutely, I think I think that this is important for people to keep yeah. in mind at this moment. Uh, I, I kind of talked about it in my video the other day. Was everybody has a story, and you got to be empathetic of others. And uh, I think it'd be great for the school to hear uh, kind of the background of their leader. So I'm, I'm when ready. You're ready. I'm gonna go back to 14 years old because that's grade nine, and that's high school, right? Mm -hmm. So about 20, 20, 20 oh years gosh. ago, roughly. No. <laughs> Okay, Sorry, uh, continue. A little more than 20 years ago, but thank you. All right, so yeah, sure. I had really cool <laughs> plans for the future. Ninth grade, we had to take this little career inventory, interest inventory thing in our economics class, and I had it all figured out what I was going to do. I was going to go to college, get my master's degree, become an ordained mm -hmm. minister. Okay. And, okay. Oh my gosh, everything lined up. The little survey we took mm -hmm. said, yep, that's a great career for me. Well... In my 10th grade year, a bit of a surprise came my way. My folks got divorced. And all of a sudden. Okay. And so just just so the, the young people understand, um, folks oh, yeah. would be your parents. You're right. Uh, yeah. My dad, my dad uses that same term, but I don't know if it's super common. Well, how old is your dad? So folks. Uh, uh, 64. You know what? He and I aren't that far apart. No. Yeah. I think he's yeah. older than you, but yeah. Um, okay. So my parents. Mm -hmm. So, mom and dad. Okay. Anyways, yeah. So your parents got. And then my dad got mm -hmm. remarried, and I lived with my mom. Now I'm not proud of this, okay. but my behavior changed, my grades, and I would leave school when I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> Sometimes. Ooh. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's interesting, Cassie, because I think a lot of students um, look at the staff particularly the ones uh, who are the rule enforcers and think like, oh, well, they were always, you know, a goody two shoes. They never, you know, did anything wrong. And so they, they just can't understand where we're at. 
And so I think it's important for people to realize that that couldn't be further from the truth a lot of the times. I, I mean, I don't know. You're kind of alluding to it. And I'll say for myself, I wasn't the greatest student. And I think that a lot of times we come from a place of we know the road you're going down and we don't want we don't want to see you go down it because we've already been there. And, and, it, and the thing with that, my dad worked for the school district. And so I was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of adults yeah. that would reach out to me because they wanted to make sure I was OK. And that made me even more embarrassed. I didn't want people to to I just, sure. that was I, uh, it wasn't anything I wanted to be connected to. So I, mm-hmm. my grades got kind of bad and college, it, why would I even mm-hmm. think about that? And so my high school, my last couple years at high school was really hard for me and I didn't have really good memories, which I'm going to come back to later because it's why I ended up where sure. I did. Well, now we're getting to grade 12, right? Sure. I had some friends, they were all going to take the mm-hmm. ACT and I thought, well, I probably should go do that too, right? So it's a Saturday morning mm-hmm. in the high school, up in the lunch area. I went to Henry Sibley, by the way, District 197, okay. done okay. by Mendota Heights. Yeah, I know. The, the Knights? They were the Warriors. The Knights? Yeah. yeah. The Warriors, that's okay. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. It's still, it's still we changed the, the um, logo, but they're still the Warriors. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. so For sure. 8 mm-hmm. o'clock, you've got to be. I'm sitting there. We get to our first break, and I'm thinking – this is the biggest waste of my time. I'm not going to college. I don't have any way to pay for it. Uh, and I walked out. So I didn't even finish the ACT. Okay. I know. Wow. And you know what I did instead? That's... I had been working part-time as a receptionist in a beauty salon. So I went to cosmetology school. Mm-hmm. So I left high school every day of my senior oh. year at 11 a.m. to go to beauty school. And so did, did they have like yep. uh, work yep. experience classes exactly and things it. like that back then? I was able to go okay. there and, you know, graduate from high school and also earn my cosmetology license at the same mm-hmm. time. So it's ironic or interesting that when I graduated from mm-hmm. high school on June 2nd, I also earned my cosmeco- cosmetology degree at the same time. And the next week I was able to start working. Well, And I, I had no regrets. I loved it. I loved working in a salon. I loved. Yeah. I loved making people feel good about themselves through their appearance. And to this day, Mm -hmm. I keep my license so that I can buy professional products at cost. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that sounds, uh, I mean, mean, that's a win-win situation. I, I, I'm Um, glad that even though I had this plan to go to college, it was like cosmetology. mm -hmm. That was the right thing at the right time. Yeah. Right. And so, Oh, go ahead. That's, you know, that's something that, that we've that I've kind of uh, been trying to stress upon the students as well uh, recently is, um, well, not even I wouldn't even say recently, like my entire time in education, what you think is a good idea today and what you're excited about today might change. And it, you know what? I'm not going to say might. I'm going to say will change because for the majority of students, they're going to change their major at least once. I think the average is like two to three times. Um, the college that you go to today that you think is the greatest place on earth, you know, you might wake up in six months or a year or, you know, you might not be in love with it yeah. anymore. And that's okay. Uh, it's, it's okay to, um, 
not even have an idea yet because uh, honestly i've always believed that it's unfair that you have to decide what you want to do when you're 17 16 18 years old i i didn't know what i wanted to do until i was 21 and um you know when i when that first hit me it was like a lightning bolt and i i literally haven't turned back one time but um before that moment it's you know there's a a lot of hard feelings so it's okay wherever you're at in that process um because i mean look at look at us you're you're the principal of you know one of the finest public schools in the uh in the state of minnesota and uh you know i'm talking to you so right yeah so i'm loving my job at dayton's your parents will know what dayton's was it was Mm -hmm. a great start i i believe I remember going there like once, maybe. I, I think it has a tie it sure to the, governor, yep. the old governor, right? So great store. I'm working okay. there, loving anyways, it, managing Dayton's. the salon. And then my plans changed and I became a dairy farmer. So this little suburban girl, I took on dairy farming. We provided the highest quality milk. We would get awards uh, every year because our milk was such high quality and all sorts of stuff. We also had chickens. We had crops, some horses, ducks. I think we had a lamb once, maybe a wow. maybe a pig once. Wow! So it, it was great. Had this huge garden. You know, I would preserve the crops out of the garden, and uh, yeah. So we did that. Wow. So I mean, those two ideas couldn't really be that much more opposite. If if you don't mind me saying, like. A cosmetologist to a to a dairy farmer, like how yeah. how does something like that? Even and happen? guess what happens is there was a surplus of milk in the nation, and sure. the price sure. of the yeah. milk that we uh, sold dropped to the point that we couldn't afford to stay farming. So I thought, sure. oh boy, what do I do now? Well, I thought I could, you know, go back to a salon, but I thought, you know what? I know high school didn't end well for me. And what if I just mm-hmm. tried college? What if I so just gave it a try? So now I'm like 30 years old, right? And I started right. in January of 89. I just took some courses. I ended up starting out with 24 credits, I think, that first semester because the advisor told me, well, just drop what you don't like. Well, I loved them all. Uh, I was going to say, that's not some classes, Kathy. That's... It was awesome. And I had two little girls. Uh, Their grandparents helped watch because they had moved up to the farm near us. And so they helped watch them when they got off the bus at the end of the day and stuff. I remember my youngest daughter went to her conferences once and they had, uh, I think it was second, third grade. And they had, there was uh, an activity in the class that the teacher said, well, what's one thing that you're... um, going to be privileged to be able to do when you're 18 and she had written that she was going to go to college so she could go to college like her mom so that was pretty cool so then i'm going to college it's a through the university of wisconsin i went for two years in rice lake wisconsin and then i applied for a presidential fellowship at hamlin university and i was accepted so my last two years of college um was all scholarship I go back and forth almost 190 miles every day back and forth. But because. Hey, that's, oh, worth, yeah. that's worth the Absolutely. scholarship. Though. So it's because of my daughters, their dad, my parents, 
my husband's, uh, their dad, their grandparents on their dad's side, um, that I was able to do that. And in 1993, I graduated and started teaching up in Rice Lake, Wisconsin. And I thought, this is it. This is going to be great. Right. Well, then a young couple wanted to buy the farm because now milk price was going back up, sold the farm, moved to Matamidi, and I started teaching there in 1995, chemistry and physics. Right. So none wow. of this was ever in my 14-year-old wow. plan, right? right? Yeah. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't even when you were my age, 26, you didn't Correct. know that I didn't even, to I had gone to college. School. And so then I'm teaching a lot of Midai and That's... some great um, co-workers of mine encouraged me to go get my administration license. And then the next thing I know, in 2005, I was offered the position of the assistant principal. And then in 2009, the principalship. Yeah. Wow. So you've uh, been the principal for well, it'll, 11 it'll, yeah, 10 years. 10, and then 10, years? four years as the AP. Yeah. So think about wow. it. That's, if that's, I had stuck I mean, with um, my original plans, I wouldn't have been able to work with the best students, families, teachers, mm -hmm. support staff, and administrators I could ever ask you. And I just want to thank everybody from the bottom of my heart because yeah. I, I wouldn't be where I was without you. And I and so back to your question about change, it's really uncertain and it's scary to not be able to predict what's going to happen next. But I am confident that each of us have what it takes to get the path that works best for us and we're going to grow. It's not going to be the plan we put in place, but we're going to have greater rewards than we even knew existed. Absolutely. I, I think that's uh, well said. And uh, we certainly appreciate you uh, sharing that with us. Um, and uh, well, I'll speak, I'll speak more to, um, you know, how, how much we appreciate everything that you've done as a principal at the, at the very end, I have something prepared that I would like to say to you. Uh, but I, I'm going to try not to get emotional when I do that. But so, um, so what's something that you'll miss the most about um, your job? The people. As a principal at the high school. Definitely, definitely the people. And that includes yeah. students, their families. I mean, there are students in our school that when I was a teacher in Matamida, I taught their parents. Yeah. I, and, yeah. And then I was I thinking about that, missing out true. on the concerts, the theater programs, coming to sporting events. But you know what? I can still come to those. I mean, that's true. Yeah, uh, well, in fact, in the Miss Wagner, yes, she was at the state hockey championship. Yeah. Uh, yep. I, I remember. So it's there, the yes. it's the people because Matamida is my family. You know, it's part of my family for 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, that's, um, I definitely agree with you there. It's it, and I've only been here. This is my second year, but it just has a way of. Um, a, a lot of times when I come to work, I feel a connection greater than just people that I work with. Um, it, it, there is an element of family to it, and maybe that's yeah. in any job. But um, I, I don't know. I, I it's just it's hard uh, to see you go, but. What's what's a message that you would have to the class of 2020? Yeah. I know that they're struggling, and I have uh, I've, I've talked with a lot of them. Um, and so yesterday on Instagram, when I asked what what they would want to hear, um, I had some seniors reach out and say, like, what would what would a message be to the class of 2020? And I said, who greater to deliver that message than cool. you, our, our leader? So 
Um, thing I think of is that I never ever imagined that the final months before I retire that I'd be apart from you. The class of 2020, uh, that, that that we might not meet face to face. I, I hope my 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 hope from the bottom of my heart is that we're going to be together again soon, so we can have those face to face interactions. I, I want to thank the class of 2020 for the honor of being able to work with you and your families. And I'm gonna treasure my memories forever. And I'm gonna promise you, we have some really cool creative ideas for the end of the year recognition of your hard work. Whether it's the senior send off song, the uh, commencement, whatever that might be, there's a lot of good things falling into place. So if we hear from the governor that we can't be together, Hold on, because it's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. And I want you to take care of yourself. Yeah. I want, I want um, everybody to take care of themselves, sorry. too. Yeah, yeah. and that's, um, I, I totally agree with that. And that's not just 2020, that's everybody. Um, take care of yourselves, uh, think of your families. And uh, something that I would challenge everybody to do at this time is to, to um it's so easy to think about what's terrible about this time, but the, 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 there's, we still all have something to be grateful for, whether uh, it's easy to find or not. So um, if you got somebody in your life that you're grateful for, or you got you know, something that you appreciate, uh, make it known, you know, let, yeah. let somebody know that they're important to you. Cause uh, who, who knows, um, you know, yeah. what these next. Uh, Hale, I got to tell you, like. my husband has a one o'clock um, tele medical appointment. That he's got this computer, so I'm gonna have yeah. to sign off pretty quick here. So, well, that's you know that's this is we're we're at the end of the agenda, but I have something that I have to say to you, um, and I, I'll tell you that I did write it down because I wanted to make sure that it was well prepared. Um, but I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Um, so, Kathy, uh, right, and and we're not allowed to cry. Um, but I, so I want to publicly thank you for your years of service and your dedication to the lives of thousands of students who've came through Matamidi. More personally, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything you've ever done for me. From day one, you've made me feel welcomed and supported, and I've always admired how empathetic and approachable you are, not just towards staff, but students as well. In our time working together, I have seen students trust in you in a level far beyond an average principal. You've taught me so many things, and, I will always, and I've always felt we've made a remarkable team. Coming into work and seeing you is never like seeing my boss. It's like seeing family, which is crazy because I wrote that last night before we even talked about this. You gave me a chance when I was first coming out of college, and you've always made me feel respected and trusted professionally. And I know that I'm not always like most people. And there are times when most principals and uh, like normal adults would probably roll their eyes at my attempts to engage with students and build community or just perform my day-to-day -day functions. Uh, but you've always trusted in me and I'm really selfishly going to miss you uh, from the bottom of my heart. But thank you so much for being who you've been to me and to the school. Thank you, Kayla. Kathy, you're it, the greatest. That means a lot. So are we? Yeah. Well, I are we able to I, play I to the say, recording of my daughter singing a song that right now? 
Yes, I can. I, I will okay. put that on the on the back end on the uh, as we as we fade out of the of the episode. So if you need to go, you can go. Um, Thanks, Kale. Thank you so much uh, for for joining us. And yeah, uh, if you ever want to do it again, just fun, let me know. So thank you. Well, for sure. Yeah, we'll we'll have to probably get an update Perfect. Uh, from Perfect. you at, at some point. Thank so. you. Bye, everybody. Right. Th- thanks, Kathy. All right, you too. Uh, yeah, stay well. Bye. All right, bye bye. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening along. Uh, thanks again to Kathy uh, for coming on and uh, sharing some some very valuable pieces of her life and advice with us. Um, uh, you know, definitely appreciate that. And as you heard her allude to, um, the, her, she requested earlier that we play a song, a hopeful tune, uh, on our way out of the broadcast today. And uh, she actually provided the music uh, from her daughter. Uh, her, this is actually Miss Nickleby's daughter singing this song, uh, Redbird. So check it out. Who are you, Redbird, sitting? on a limb, a long-lost loved one or dear departed friend. You keep coming back to see me every now and then. Who are you, red bird, sitting on a limb? Sometimes when I'm feeling blue and Skies are gray and I'm running out of road. I see you in the backyard checking on me. And I hear you sing a simple song of hope. Who are you, red bird, sitting on a limb? A long lost loved one departed friend you keep coming back to see me every now and then who are you red bird sitting on a limb you have a way of knowing where to find me when I'm fighting battles on my You stay just long enough to remind me that I'm never really alone. Who are you, red bird, sitting on a limb? A long lost loved one or dear departed friend. You keep coming back to see me every now and then who are you red bird sitting